The Paranet Podcast, a Dresden Files book club. Welcome to The Paranet Podcast with your hosts, me, Patrick Lunn, and... Me, Rob Davis. Davis. You're like, eh, sounded a lot like Voldemort's laugh from Harry Potter. His awkward laugh. I I I I don't think I've ever heard you do it, but I feel like you do it well. I mean, I do do it at Kerry sometimes, so yeah. <laughs> the kind of <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> um. Anyway, yes, the 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 podcast. That's the thing that we're doing, right? Uh, so today uh, on the podcast we have a fantastic episode for you guys. We are going to be talking about whether or not we would like to see more sci-fi and technology in the Dresden Files series, um, and then we will be diving in to assorted inter- uh, interstitial intermediate bits between um, book five of the Dresden Files, Death Mass. Uh, and book six, I'm going to try and say this as monotone as possible because I haven't come up with a way of saying it yet. Blood rights. Blood rights. Uh, blood rights. Blood rights. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, uh, so uh, that's going to be picking up some uh, little tying bits, and we've also got uh, a nice vignette, um, which keeps making me think of vinaigrette. Um, and having a nice book salad, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, so first off, power networking, as always, this is when we check in with Jim, we see if he's all right, we buy him some groceries from the store. Um, and, uh, recently Jim's not been saying much to us. He's sat in his armchair with his back to us. So we've had to come up with our own fun which has been um, looking at some of the big questions uh, of the Dresden Files universe. Big talk, the big questions. Come on, boffins. Um, <laughs> uh, we will... Uh, uh, so we've uh, discussed favourite ships. We've discussed which vampire court we would be a part of. We've discussed fan theories. We've... Uh, done all sorts of stuff that you can find in our past episodes but today the big question is dresden files and technology could we ever see more of a sci-fi side to the dresden files universe now we have got some there is there's tech in the dresden files but i feel harry's very tech resistant um he doesn't really embrace new tech. The internet's kind of new to him, even now. Um, and it, it always kind of strikes me a bit... I, I compare it a little bit to the, the Flintstones, where whenever there's like a technical device in the Flintstones, it's always a dinosaur that does it instead of the technical device. And Dresden has the same approach, but with magic. Like, he doesn't have uh, the internet, but he has a network of fairies that help him. And that sort of thing. Hmm. Um, what's your thoughts on on technology in Dresden, Rob? Um, 
I mean, uh, it's interesting because I was all up for it when you asked the question initially before we started recording, and it didn't occur to me of the whole thing with um, Harry being like allergic to technology, I suppose. And now I'm just kind of <laughs> stumped for an answer. But um, it did lead me to an idea of like, it would be pretty cool to have like a story or like part of a story that kind of go back to like, really early Dresden stories, but depower Dresden like an awful lot. So he's just kind of relying more on his uh, wit as opposed to pumping the okay. mantle or something like that. But I mean, that's... Eh. Because I, I feel then you, you would you would have a good excuse for him to be like using technology. Yeah, I mean, I quite enjoy. We've seen Butters use kind of a, a combination of technology and magic a bit more. Yeah. So I guess he he can kind of fill that that gap if we want. Um. I my other thought is. We've recently seen the mortal world become a little more aware of magic. I mean, there was like a 25, 30-foot giant titan woman destroying Chicago in the last book. Um, So if that's the case, maybe we would see some more of like the government employing tech of some sort to deal with magic. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Like, I feel like you could do something where, like, um, the government got hold of, like, maybe Butters or someone else's notes on how magic works and stuff and, like, built upon it to create, like, I don't know, some ability to sense when magic was being used or something like that. Yeah. Through tech. I'd be up for, I mean, I'd be up for anything, let's be honest. But, um, <laughs> oh man, I've lost my train of thought. I'm, I'm just trying to think of the best way to do it, because I think having a, uh, like, well, we, we discussed the whole idea of incorporating, like, more sci-fi elements, and I think if yeah. you had, like, oh, I don't know, I, I feel aliens would be too cheesy, but something like that, which is bringing, like, technology from different worlds and stuff like that. Um, and yeah. it, it's kind of utilized for one book where it, it it doesn't interfere with wizards in the same way Earth Tech does, and then it kind of fucks off and gets what we think is destroyed. But then it turns out that like so and so is working for the government, and they actually got hold of this tech at the end of the previous book, and now they're using it for anti wizard mayhem or some shit. I don't know. I mean. Something I, I, I've found interesting before when you see like sci-fi and magic uh, overlap uh, or like fantasy overlap is like the idea of like an alien spellcaster who uses magic in a completely different way. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether it would be it would be too out there for Jim and the the world he's built, but just the idea that like. A, a, a spellcaster that, like, I don't know, has to use magic to turn the air around him into something breathable, um, and stuff like that, like a, a magical astronaut. Hmm. Um, which, if you said those two words to five-year-old Pat, I think I might have exploded with excitement. 
A magical astronaut? <laughs> Can I meet them? I want to be one. Um, no, but uh, I think um, it would be cool. I, I, in some ways, I would. I think I would enjoy it more if we found out that like the outsiders were actually alien in nature, or something yeah. like that. Where it's like, okay, this is actually something that's been around for a, a while. Instead of, like, the next book just starting with, like, a meteor hitting and, like, something's, like, slopping off it. Um, yeah, I I mean, I'm open to whatever Jim wants to lay down. And I think, the, I think like, there's, there's two routes, really. There's, like, mortals getting tech or there's the magic realm getting tech. Yeah. Um, it would be interesting if that's how they end up fighting the outsiders is through like a combination of mortal technology and magical uh, spellcraft. I could see something like that. That could be quite cool. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways it can be done, and there's a lot of ways to make it work as well. But yeah, eh, I, I guess it's something <laughs> like. Do we need it in the series? I yeah, and I, and I can see that definitely. Like there, there's already a lot going on, and maybe even more would overegg it a bit. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Interesting thoughts. Um. So. Um. I. It would be. Great to hear from uh, from you guys. Uh, we've been having these sort of discussions on our uh, Discord now. Uh, you can join our Discord through our Patreon, uh, Paranet Podcast, uh, Patreon dash Paranet Podcast. Patreon, uh, yeah, Patreon dot com slash Paranet Podcast. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're professionals. Um, most of the time. Most of the time. Uh, yeah. Um, so you can join our Discord and talk to us anytime you want about it, uh, or uh, hit us up on the socials. Um, would you like to see tech in the Dresden Files? Would you like to see aliens or sci-fi in the Dresden Files? Um, I can definitely see Jim making it work, but um. It's just a little. It's it is a little weird. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Um. Do you think the Dresden Files needs to be expanded? Like the world of it needs to be expanded out further. Um. Because I feel like we're kind of reaching a point where we, all the major players have been shown to us now. Yeah. Like I. I don't. I don't know. Like. I feel that like I can't see really see anything new in terms of creatures and monsters being introduced. I feel it'll be more kind of expanding what's already there. Yeah, like ancient like the, evils or yeah, stuff like the, that. The, the groundwork has been laid, so we're just building foundation or whatever. Yeah, um, stuff like learning more about Merlin, like the first Merlin. Yeah. Um, and how he plays into it and stuff. So maybe there's not room for for sci-fi elements at this point. 
Um, or maybe that'd be something that Jim could look at after this series, because uh, he's already talked about how he could continue the Dresden Files in other ways, uh, yeah. possibly through uh, Maggie Dresden. Um, and uh, there's a few other ways as well that could make things um, that could be a good place for like an alien spellcaster or something like that. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I could also see something that I would, I would enjoy, but it would kind of be like a what if storyline is like secret invasion in the Dresden, in the Dresden files. Ooh, like that'd be a cool concept for that. Yeah. Like Billy the werewolf gets killed, and then it turns out he's like a chain, uh, like a shapeshifter, or something. Yeah. Uh, and he has, and he has been the whole time. Dun dun dun. dun, dun. dun. Um. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, I mean, it's going to be a short episode anyway. Uh. So, I think we should just mosey on. Uh. Mosey on to our next section. Uh, unless there's anything else you want to throw in on that, Rob? Not, not really. I'm good to. Fair. I'm just good. I'm good to carry on. <laughs> Tight butthole. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I say that on air very often. I say it in real life a lot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think we've said it on here a few times, but I, I don't really. And I, I, it's so much of my vocabulary now that I just don't really think about it when I say it. Yeah, it's it is funny when you listen to us in our first couple of episodes compared to now. We're a lot more like, can we say that? I don't know if I can say that. Do we have to? Do we have to bleep that out? And then now we're just like, fuck it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh, so, uh, swiftly moving on, uh, to our Dresden Files book club. Uh, this is, uh, mine and Rob's desperate attempt to swim through the great ocean of Jim Butcher Dresden Files content, starting at the low tide of Stormfront and heading for the big crashing waves of Battleground and Peace Talks and beyond. Um, we are uh, looking at every book, short story, comic book, uh, tie-in game, uh, tie-in TV series, tie-in everything, all the ties. Um, and today we've got two little uh, things to talk about. Um, so... Normally, what we would do is talk about what happened last time, and then we will talk about what happened. Uh, uh, then we'll talk about our new content to talk about, and then we'll do a little bit of breakdown and criticism and all that, basically. Uh, so, first off, uh, last time on the Dresden Files, uh, we finished Death Mass. A uh, story of uh, Harry Dresden um, looking into um, 
the Denarians, a group of uh, monstrous fallen angels that possess humans through coins, led by Nicodemus Arcleone, who was intending to use the Shroud of Turin to create a plague, not unlike COVID, uh, <laughs> that would bring great misery to mankind, not unlike COVID. Um, Nicodemus, uh, however, was unsuccessful as Harry uh, and the Knights of the Cross, uh, Michael Carpenter, Sanya and Shiro prevented him from prevailing. However, uh, Shiro was killed during the fight. While that was all going on, uh, Harry uh, was continuing to fight a war with the Red Court of Vampires. He took on Paolo Ortega in a duel of wills overseen by the Archive, a being with knowledge of all human history, and Kincaid, a magical hired gun of sorts. Um, he also uh, met his past lover, Susan Rodriguez, who has been bitten by a vampire and is working with the Order of St. Giles and uh, an absolute douche called Martin. <laughs> Fucking Martin. God damn um, To uh, suppress her vampiric urges. Uh, Susan and Harry realised that they shouldn't really be together, but they would still make good allies uh, of each other. Um... Also, Murphy was there, which is about as much as the book said about her as well. Uh, <laughs> um, cool. So, uh, that was last time. This time, Rob, do you want to take it over and tell us about your vignette? Yeah, I, I like to pronounce it Vignetti because it makes me laugh. Vignetti. <laughs> and because, because I've been saying it like that as a joke for the last year. I no longer know how to pronounce it properly. I just kind of stutter and give up. Um, yeah, this was a tricky one to take notes on because it, if you've read it already, you'll know that it's only three pages. So, yeah. Um, I'll just dive right into it. Um, we have Harry in his lab, scattered by loads of crap because it's just Harry's lifestyle. He's working on some formulas and he's discussing with Bob about his uh, ad in the Yellow Pages, which reads, as we all know, Harry Dresden, wizard. Lost items found, paranormal investigations, consulting, advice, reasonable rates. No love potions, endless purses, parties or other entertainment. Um, and they're, they're discussing the ad and Bob thinks it's too flat, too boring, and it needs to be more kajow, more exciting. More drama, more boobs, um, and <laughs> and Harry's that is literally what he says. That's not just you. Yeah, uh... <laughs> and Harry's kind of like not getting the hint. He thinks oh, you think it should be in like braille or something, or like you know raised font or whatever. Um, and Bob's like, no, no, no. It needs to be like you know in instead of being just you know. Lost items, paranormal investigations. It needs to be like more, more honest. Like instead of that line about like the the line reads instead of that line about consulting and finding things, put fiends foiled, 
monsters mangled, vampires vanquished, demons demolished, which, to be fair, does sound a hell of a lot more exciting. But Harry then points out that, you know, people don't believe in fiends or monsters, so it's not gonna, like, if he put that out as the ad, it's not gonna get him any attention. People want reliable, professional, which is why he went with what? What we what we what the what he went with so yeah lost items paranormal investigations consulting blah blah blah, um, and that's really it like the pair just kind of debate whether printing the truth or not, ultimately decide no, and Harry just returns to work into his uh formulas, um, and it's pretty interesting because I I, I read it twice because like I say it's only three pages. And I read it once and was trying to think of where the fuck I would place it in the series. Because it it doesn't really mention any any of the, like, the novels so far. So I feel you could easily like shove it in like anywhere within the series and be fine reading it. It's Yeah. It the interplay between Bob and Harry is crisp and funny. Um Yeah, uh like I say, it doesn't contribute at all to the overall story, so you can you can read this anyway. You don't have to read between uh, Death Mask and Blood Rites. I think in the um, anthology side jobs, I think I think at the beginning of each story, Jim Butcher has like a little note saying where the story places, um, and in this sense, it chronologically fits in between uh, book five and six, Death Masks and Blood Rites. But in any case. It's it's a nice kind of uh, change of tone to the novels. Like it's a nice kind of slice of life moment, as opposed to you know him and Bob conversing with the ultimate goal being making a love potion or finding out about the antagonist or whatever. Um, yeah, what did you think? Yeah, so my understanding is that this was like a. It was essentially a marketing tool from the publishers uh, to hand out at like conventions and stuff. Yeah. Um, originally, and I think what it's what it's trying to do is get across Harry, um, get across who Harry is, get across a little bit about the world, and also get some of Jim Butcher's tone yeah. across. Um, it's less. Uh, it's it's a very strange thing because it's not it's almost like an interview piece or something for like why should you read the Dresden Files but done in a way that's kind of it's playing at being a short story but isn't yeah I, I get what you mean especially like I think the blurb for um Stormfront is like Harry Dresden Wizard and kind of has like the ad there, if I remember right, at least my copy did. Um, yeah. So I mean, like, if you're trying to sell someone, we've we've kind of discussed it before. If you're trying to sell someone on the series, usually going down the whole like paranormal investigation, wizard consulting, or whatever, I feel doesn't sell it as much as being like, oh, you know, he he fights vampires and demons. Yeah. I and also, there's that aspect of, like, it's Jim's style that kind of makes it. Yeah. Um, but it, it is interesting, like, because it is... Um, 
obviously, yeah, it is Dresden in the story trying to sell himself to prospective clients, but it's also Jim trying to sell himself to prospective readers. Hmm. Um, which there's something really cool about that. I I quite like, um, as a way of showing like this is the sort of stuff you can expect when you read Dresden Files, and then as well the way that Dresden's like, yeah, but nobody will believe you. <laughs> um, it makes it really exciting. Definitely, there's a. I think in response to that, uh, Bob had a quote which I absolutely loved. Which was uh, his response to it was, um, oh no, it was like, oh, it, it needs to be like, you know, it's flat in an aesthetic sense. It has no panache. Panache is that? I don't know how to say it. Uh, yeah. No moxie, no like chutzpah. I don't know what the fuck that means. But Harry's like, what does that mean? And and Bob's response is, I I have nightmares about hell. Where all I do is add up numbers and try to have conversations with people like you. And it's just <laughs> Bob being Bob, but I mean it's it's probably like I don't know who doesn't love the interactions with Harry and Bob, you know? Yeah, I mean it's it's one of the stronger areas of um, of the Dresden Files, and again that's like. That's why Jim's putting it front and center for this little marketing piece. Um, I think it's really well crafted. Um, I think it's it's a nice bit of fun. I would give this to someone if they were like, uh, I want to know more about the Dresden Files. Can you show me something or like, can I can I read a little bit of something? This is probably where I'd go. Maybe even before Restoration of Faith. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm reading here that apparently before it was given the title that it's got, it was originally called Publicity and Advertising. And I feel, I feel that's too on the nose, so I can see why it changed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think, yeah, well, vignettes, like, there's something quite... Um, formal i guess about it yeah it's it's quite like oh we're getting a vignette are we <laughs> um yeah I, I there's very little to say here yeah i mean it, it I, I put it in the notes but it is what it what it is like a vignette is um you know a brief description or episode if i remember right and this is exactly that so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, still, good. Well worth a read. Um, it appeared, does it appear in... It'll be Side Jobs, won't it? Because Briefcases yeah, it's, is... Um, it's available later. in Side Jobs, and you can read it for free on Jim Butcher's website as well. Um, we'll, we'll post the link in the description. Of course. Um, yeah. Give it a, give it a browse. Um not much to really look out for from like a um, future things to bear in mind. Um, but it is well like there's a nice bit of. Um, I feel like the Marvel movies are doing this a lot at the moment, where they'll explain something that doesn't necessarily need to be explained, but it just gives a nice bit of flavour. 
Yeah. Um, like, how how did Harry come up with his, like, how his sign was written? Well, this is how. Um, and a lot of, like, I mean, Captain Marvel was full of a lot of these moments where it's like, oh, okay, why were they called the Avengers? Um, or why were they, uh, and uh, how did Nick Fury lose his eye? Like, these things don't need to be explained, but there's something nice and rewarding for fans when these little details are kind of uncovered. Hmm. So yeah, um, that's the vignette. Uh, the other thing that we have to talk about today is uh, the Dresden Files card game. Um, so I've been playing the Death Mass uh, expansion um, yeah. of the card game. Uh, lots and lots of fun. Uh, you can play. Um, you can play the whole story of Death, Death Masks which is essentially a, a deck in the card game. So the way it works is that um, each of the stories from the Dresden Files have their own little deck, and then you randomly get 10 problems that you have to solve. Hmm. Um, so for Death Masks, um, you can uh, play with... You can have Thomas Wraith, you can have Sanya, you can have... Um, Michael Carpenter and Sanya were the ones that I kept going for, because uh, that just feels like the right team up for this. Yeah. Uh, but you can have whoever you want, really. Uh, it's it's really flexible. Um, so you, you could have uh, Karen Murphy, you could have Susan, you could have Billy and Georgia, you could have Thomas Wraith, you could have Butters. Uh, you could also have Kincaid if you want, he'd have been around then. Um, and there's even ones that you can have that aren't um, aren't present yet, like Molly or the Winter Lady, Molly again, uh, Carlos Ramirez, Anastasia Lucio, Mouse, Mortimer Linquist. Um, so you get to choose your team, and then you'll get uh, twelve. Sorry, it's twelve, not ten. Uh, issues to deal with. So. Um, some of the ones that you can have are stuff like Count Ortega, Nicodemus, Deirdre, Siluriel, um, the Judas noose around Nicodemus, Shira's sacrifice, the high society event from the ball, um, the Red Court's involvement, stopping the plague, where's the shroud, Harry being captured, uh, and all these things just kind of feed into one another, and um, all the villains have unique artwork, um then some of the events share the same artwork so you've got like when harry was captured uh has its own artwork you've got um uh an image of like shiro's death and then harry pulling the judas noose um and then you've got the battle of wills between uh ortega and uh harry um it's really cool it's really cool i will also say I haven't managed to beat this uh, game once. Um, the the, the death masks, yeah, the de the death masks <laughs> one is tough. I've done Stormfront, I've done Full Moon. Past that, it gets real hard, real fast. Is <laughs> <laughs> like that game is just I I have it on easy mode and I cannot do any of it. I think I beat Grave Peril once and Full Moon once. But I'm sure if they had a feature like showing you your stats, how many wins and losses, it would be like 
a three-digit number for losses. Yeah. Because I, I, I think when I first downloaded it like a few years back, I, I played it non-stop for like a month. And now whenever I play it, I just burst into tears instead. So. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> there is some really good... Um, if, if you look at the art, uh, it, it, there's some really good stuff. The art for Nicodemus, I really like. You've got like an upside down cross in the background. Mm. The actual look of Nicodemus is very similar to the actor that played Dresden in the TV series. Um, you uh, you also got for like Deirdre and Soluriel, you can see the two sets of eyes. So you got like the the eyes of the demon and the eyes of the human on yeah. them. Uh, Count Ortega looks a lot younger than I thought he would. Um, which is interesting. Uh, Shiro looks how I'd expect. Um, yeah, there's there's just some really really nice art uh, for all of them. Um, I think so. Uh, if I'm right, I think I'm right in saying that you will get this one with if you just buy the game. Without buying any of the expansions, you will get Death Masks. I think it's the next one after that. Uh, yes, so it's it's from Blood Rights that you then have to buy expansions. So if you go onto the App Store and wanted to uh, play this, you can just download the main uh, Dresden Files Corruptive card game you get from uh, Stormfront up to Death Masks. Um, for just the price of the game, I think it's about two ninety nine, if I remember. Yeah, it was something like that, yeah. And I think the expansions are like a similar price for each one. Yeah, I remember. So if you if you buy every every expansion, and there's quite a few now, it works out about twenty quid for the lot. So, which I mean uh, is pretty good anyway. You've also yeah, I'd got pay the, that for. Uh, sorry, you also got the um side job stuff. So you've got like a lot of content to play around with. Definitely, definitely. Um, so if you want a bit of a Dresden fix, I'd go for it. And you can also get it on the Nintendo Switch now, nice. um, which is kind of cool. I don't. I mean, if they've done it for the Switch, I wouldn't be surprised if it eventually comes to Xboxes and Playstations. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Um, have you played? Uh, the Death Masks uh, one, Rob? A long time ago, I, I slowly went through all of them, just to see if there's any of them that I could beat, and yeah, there wasn't many. <laughs> there really wasn't many I could beat at all, and I try not to think about it, because it actually does make me sad. I definitely recommend doing Stormfront first, before trying to have a go at any of the others, because that's... Oh yeah, definitely. That's definitely set up to be the easiest. Even um, on easy mode. Yeah, oh, <laughs> easy mode is not easy mode on that. Um, easy mode is playable mode. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> it's... Uh... Uh, um, but hey, if you want to give it a go and uh, take a picture, if you manage to, to beat it and you get the victory screen... Uh, I'd love to see some of our fans just kicking ass at the Dresden Files game. Yeah, man. Like, 
Yeah. And give us your secrets so that we can do the same. <laughs> like, I, th- I think we've said, I don't know if we've mentioned it on here, actually, but we've already mentioned in the past that um, the game is a lot easier with more, the more people you play it with, and it, it does have a co-op uh, mode on there. So, if other people want to download it and then play it with us, we're, we're open to that. You know what? We need friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that might be something that uh, maybe we should try on the Discord, is get a couple of people together to take on some of these vile challenges. Yeah, I think it's... um, We have up to... Is it up to five players at, at max? That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. We could do some interesting stuff with that. Anyway, um, yeah. So that covers everything in between death masks and blood rites. Um, we do have a comic book that we've managed to miss. Um somewhere a little bit further back which I believe is called Ghouls and Goblins something like that yeah uh, um, so that might be the next episode uh, before we do Blood Rites or we might just dive straight in into Blood Rites I'm not sure yet yeah, I mean, um, it depends whether the copy I've ordered arrives on time so we'll, we'll see <laughs> yeah um, so yeah, that's kind of the plan from here. Uh, I can't believe that we're already up to book six of the series. Um, there's a lot more in-between short fiction coming up, in-between books. Um, so we're going to have a lot more of those uh, in-between novels um, over the next couple of, of novels that we do. Um, that's kind of as, as the Vampire War develops, there's, there's more that goes on there. Uh, is there anything else that you want to throw in, Rob? Um, not that I can think of. So, yeah, I think we're good to end our shortest episode ever, If, if, if unless you've got anything else. No, I'm good, man. In which case, uh, do you want to take us out? Yeah, as always, share, like, and subscribe. Uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. Um, we've just crossed over 5,500 downloads, baby. Um, so yeah, we're doing pretty good. Uh, the link to this short story is also in the description. Um, hit us up with any comments, get involved. And yeah, crack open a can of Coke, because you've been listening to the Paranet Podcast with your hosts, me, Rob Davis, and Patrick Lund. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.